Hello, basketball friends. We are here for a new episode of Basket News Talks, and we are here with um, Mauro Lo, uh, the Alba Berlin guard and also the German national team guard. Um, hello, Mauro. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. We, we just we just had our game. Unfortunately, we just lost. So, uh, you know, always always uh, tough after a loss. But other than that, I'm I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, I know it was a little bit uh, inappropriate question because um, maybe our listeners uh, or viewers doesn't know uh, Alba Berlin played Maccabi uh, just one hour before and uh, Maudolod is played very well again. I think you scored uh, 18 points, right? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I mean, we still lost, you know. Individual performances, they they don't really matter, you know. And if, if, if you lose, uh, that's that's always the, the main thing that's on your mind. Um, I think we had a chance. We were close. We were close at the end. Um, cut it to, to three points uh, in the crunch time. Um, had a chance with a layup, missed it, and then you know there was a quick turnaround, minus five, and uh, basically the game was over. But um, you know, it's, Euroleague is tough. It's tough to get wins, especially uh, on the road. Yeah, and everybody should know that how kind and gentle person you are because um, it is very late uh, in the night and. It is also very hard for um, an interviewer for us to talk with a player who lost the game. Many many people usually refuse, but you didn't. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, good man. Yeah, it's, uh, thank. I appreciate. I appreciate being on the show. And um, it's tough with our schedule to find any time. So you know, I thought after the game, I can't sleep anyway. Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's fine. It's a good time to to make the interview for sure. Okay. Very good. Okay, uh, we're gonna talk about Alba Berlin and Euroleague and your uh, development as a player. Um, but first, I would like to ask you, why did they call you the chairman when you were in NCAA and Colombia? <laughs> uh, man, I, to be honest, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the student section back then in college, they just, I guess they just came up with the name and um, gave me the name. Uh, to be honest, I really do not know. I, I assume uh, it has something to do with uh, with um, with Mao, one of the Chinese political figures, and because of my name is Mao Do, and I mean he he used to enforce the law in China. I don't know. I guess you know Colombia is is a very good uh, academic school, and I guess the the student section wanted to make some sort of association. I don't know. It's uh, I really do not know. Okay, what was your major, by the way? Uh, my major was sociology. We're gonna talk about the Euroleague stuff, but still, let's stay in North America. Um, you had some aspirations to go in NBA, right? I mean, you you had the summer league and you tried to draft. I mean, you do you still contemplate about NBA? Thinking like, okay, one day maybe I will I will make my way. That is why I'm you know trying to develop myself. Do you think it might happen one time? I don't know. It's. Uh... I think for for majority of players um, playing basketball at a high level, it probably always is uh, in the back of their minds or maybe a subconscious goal to to play in the NBA and to make it uh, in the highest level uh, there is uh, with, with the best talent in the world. Um, it's probably a lot of a lot of people's dreams and goals. Um, I would lie if I say that if the opportunity would arise that. Uh, I would not love playing the NBA. It's always been a goal of mine. It's, I always want to compete at the highest level. 
at the same time, um, you got you got to make steps as a player. You got to make a development. You got to have a process. Um, the Euroleague is an incredible league. It's uh, the best basketball that's being played in the world uh, with the NBA. Um, and <clears throat> you know, it's 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 very important to establish yourself first in the Euroleague or let's say in Europe and uh, develop as a player here and maybe you then have the opportunity to go over to the States. Um, but um, I'm not actively thinking about it every day. It's, but definitely, I think ma many players, the dream is to, to play in the States at some point of the career. At the same time, I'm also, I'm not 22 years old anymore. I'm, I'm, approaching, uh, I'm approaching the 30s. So, you know, it's, it's many factors that, uh, that, that come into that question. Well, I am approaching to my 40s, so uh, thanks for reminding me that, that we are getting... Old. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We have 10 more years to get to that. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, when you see, for instance, in the German team, when, you, when Dennis Schroeder comes, when Isaac Bonga comes, um, you know, in the near future, you're going to probably meet with Franz and Moritz Wagner brothers in the, in the national team. Do you say that, let's say, okay, these guys are good, but I am also good. So, you know, I could have, I, I, I still can do in the NBA. I know you already answered this, but I'm gonna force you about that. I mean, what is, let's, let's, let's connect this to this way. The player level with the NBA and the, the player level with EuroLeague, do you think that the, the gap is getting larger or do you think the gap is getting smaller? Um, I would, I would say probably it's getting smaller. Um, you see more and more uh, European players going over uh, to, to to the states to play, and um, not just not just going over, but successfully playing uh, in the NBA. And <clears throat> I think there's a talent outside of the NBA uh, that are that is able to play in that league. Um, and you, I mean, you you also see some players in the NBA coming over to Europe and having time, uh, needing some time to adjust to the European game. Um, it's 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 really just a different game, really. It's uh, the rules are different. The court is different, um, and you know may, maybe maybe some players uh, their style of play fits better in, in the states. Maybe some NBA players who don't play as much in the NBA their basketball style fits better in Europe. Um, I think you can't you can't really maybe uh, generalize everything. You, you have to look individually at every player and uh, maybe see if uh, there might be a potential fit in a different league. Um, but overall, I think with the, the rise of a lot of European players, um, especially Doncic coming from the EuroLeague and dominating in the NBA, um, it does seem as if this, the, the gap is getting smaller, to, to answer your question. Okay, the gap is getting smaller, as you say, maybe. But do you think that EuroLeague is as good as what it was three years ago, for instance, when you were in Bamberg, when you were in Bayern? Um, can you compare the... the playing level and also the quality um, compared to maybe four years before? Do you think it's improving or there's something wrong? That's an interesting question. Um, so to be fair, when, when I um, began my career, I, I began in Bamberg and that was my first year as a professional. So I was a rookie. Um, it's, everything was completely new to me. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, Obviously, I wasn't I wasn't quite ready yet to, uh, or, or let's say I didn't have the experience to really understand uh, the level of play, how good everyone is. I was still adjusting to your European game coming from college. Um, uh, I think with so many games uh, and you know 
playing 34, 36 games in the season, uh, and then also having your national competition. So at the end of the season, you might arrive to like around 80 games. Um, I think having that, that many games is going to definitely influence or have an impact on the quality of the games. Um, because players are going to be more tired. I think players are, uh, it's, it's difficult to, to really bring the energy uh, that probably top quality EuroLeague level is always used to uh, every game, um, every second, every possession. It's becoming more and more difficult because we're having more and more games uh, as to previous years, or uh, let's say when the um, new format of the EuroLeague hasn't yet been established. Um, I think definitely that could be a factor to um, the level changing in some sort of way. That's what I would say. So less intensity. That's what I understood. Less, yeah. Just if you think about it objectively and just, just, just you know, from a distance, it would make for there to be a little bit less intensity in the games because there's just more. You know, you lose a game. I mean, you know, we have a game today. We lost. You know, we fly back uh, to Berlin. We, we don't. We have no time to practice. Play against Munich right away. It's like these quick turnarounds. There's no no real time to prepare for the opponents. It's basically an NBA schedule. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's tough to keep up that type of energy for around 80 games. It's a very difficult thing to do. Um, that's, that goes for teams who also have a lot of the big national league, like the German league or let's say the Spanish league. There's a lot of uh, games in the German, uh, in the national competition. So it's, it's, it's very difficult to do. Um, it's not that easy. And that could possibly have an impact on the, maybe on injuries and on the level of play. Uh, but to your question of the, the level decreased or increased, It's difficult to say. I don't know. I knew it was very, very tough to get EuroLeague wins my first year in Bamberg. We had a great team. We had a very talented team um, with Darius Miller, Daniel Theis, Nicolo Melli, Fabien Couser, Yanis Trelnix, Nico Cesis. Uh, that Bamberg team was really, really good. Really, a lot of big talent. Um, I came in as a rookie um, and we had big time trouble to, and not, not big time trouble, but we lost a lot of games very close. It was very difficult to get a EuroLeague win. There were no guaranteed wins. Um, so I don't know. The level was extremely high. Um, to say that it's less now, I'm not able to make that judgment. Um, all I could say, it's very difficult still now to get EuroLeague wins. That Bamberg team really gave us a lot of heartbreaks because we wanted that team to win uh, in the end very much. But uh, many games, it was not meant to be. And... Um, yeah, Uh, I think there were, there, were, there, were, there were many, there were, sorry, sorry to interrupt. There were many games I think we lost by one or two points. Um, really came down to one possession at the end of the game, um, which, which basically proves it and, and, and uh, shows how, how difficult it is to get yearly wins. Um, still, it was a very great year and amazing uh, first year experience for me. Um, okay. Mm, let's go back to last summer. You had some options because you were out of contract with Alba Berlin, as far as I know. And um, yeah. you had your Olympic campaign, which was really good. Um, it was like a dream summer for you, I guess, um, going to Tokyo with with German team. But you remained in Alba. You stayed in Alba. You knew that many players were leaving. Uh, Jason Granger was leaving, Fontecchio was leaving, the team was kind of getting disintegrated. Um, but you remained, you stayed. Why did you choose to stay? I mean, were there any options that you thought, maybe I, I should better do this? 
yeah, I decided to stay and I'm, I'm happy I did. Um, I really, uh, really enjoyed the year in, in Aiba, uh, my first year. And I had the feeling that I can still improve and uh, continue growing uh, with the team and individually. And um, that, that's, that's the reason I stayed. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure to give myself a chance to, um, to keep on improving within the system and uh, to build continuity with the, the rest of my teammates. Because a lot of guys left, like, like you just mentioned, uh, like Niels Giffey, Simona Fontecchio, and uh, Jason Granger. But a lot of guys stayed. And you know, it's, it gave me a chance to um, keep on improving with the team and make steps forward, uh, and also to improve my game individually. Um, that's the reason I wanted to stay. At the same time, I am from Berlin. I was born in Berlin. I grew up in Berlin. I have my family in Berlin, uh, which is a big, big, uh, was a big time factor for me as well. Um, so, you know, uh, the, 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 my, I had certain personal reasons, uh, family-wise, which also were uh, extremely important to me. And, um, you know, to have a yearly club with such great culture, with, uh, with such great atmosphere and um, such a young core and the uh, ambition to make steps and be better, uh, I think that that was a really good environment for me to be in. And uh, that's why I made that decision. Okay. I will understand if you don't want to answer this question, but did that have something to do with to stay with your mother and family because of your loss of your brother? I mean, yeah, of course. Of course it did. Um, you know, of course it did. Uh, but I will not reduce the reason only to this. Uh, it definitely had a big contributing factor, but like, uh, like, the, uh, like the things that I just mentioned, um, about you know uh, me me being part of the Alba culture, um, which is a really like I said a really special culture, um, and <clears throat> with the ambition to play better and uh, improve my game and improve uh, as as a team uh, as, uh, uh, to the previous season in the Euroleague as well. Uh, those those were those were big factors, and I had conversations with uh, with the management and with um, the coach, and uh, we were on the same page. So. Um, That was that was the reason that I stayed. Okay, everybody's talking about the Alba culture. Um, this team is young and this team is talented. Alba loses a lot, but wins some games too. And also, we saw a lot of development uh, about your game as well. But you are much more uh, high volume shooter, like three point shooter, and uh, you are now one of the leaders when it comes to scoring. With, with the Alba team. How would you take this th development? I mean, did you say that, okay, I, I will shoot more, I will I'll produce more offense, or did you talk with Aito Garcia or he directed you to this role? Because in, in Bamberg and in previous stuff, you were more of a defensive player as far as I can remember. I mean, it's just uh, going into every season, uh, you know, uh, my ambition is always to um, improve. Uh, that's always a big time um, goal of mine uh, from the beginning of my career in EuroLeague up to now. And um, not, not only to improve, uh, let's say, what's, what's on the statue, but to improve my game, like to improve parts of uh, my strengths and to work on my weaknesses. It's always one thing that I try to do to add something to my game. And um, every season beginning from uh, Bamberg to now, Uh, that's that's what I've been trying to do, and uh, slowly, maybe sometimes more, sometimes less, uh, improving my game. And I think um, 
this year with uh, more responsibility and um, a young team. Um, you know, now I'm in the position uh, also being one of the older players uh, alongside Luke Sigma and uh, Marcos Eriksson um, to take on more responsibility. And um, I guess I guess it's just been that's been probably the reason for, for uh, playing better, let's say, or statistically, or having more points, or whatever you just uh, mentioned. Um, I think that's the, the responsibility is probably one of the bigger bigger reasons for that. Um, yeah. Um, in the German team, for instance, you were shooting trees like I have never seen uh, like that because with high volume and with high accuracy. Did Henrik Riddle just said that, okay, Mauda, you should do this, you should do that, or it was your personal initiative? Oh, no. It's, I mean, I've, um, I've, I've always been a shooter uh, in, that, in that regard. I, I was always, uh, that was always a strength of, in my game. Um, I think in college, I, I was considered a three-point shooter who was able to uh, create his own shot at the three and um, to make the shots on a pretty very consistent basis. Um, I, I, I believe I have the record in threes at Columbia um, and beginning in Bamberg. Um, my role was small and, uh, you know, I, 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 other than that, though, I think that um, the three-point shot was always something that I could rely on. It was also always something that, that was a weapon of mine, uh, even coming into to Bamberg, into a yearly team with such amazing players and uh, especially amazing guards playing on my position. Um, I guess always one of my weapons that I could install. Uh, I get, I don't know, this is, this is always, I think one of my strengths is it's not really that Henrik Rödel told me to shoot threes or this year uh, someone is telling me to th shoot threes. It's really, I'm just playing comfortably um, and trying to use the strengths that I have and try to help my team um, contribute, uh, trying to help my team by contributing and using my, my, my strengths. Yeah. Do you have a um, favorite coach? Do you think that somebody just, you know, contributed to you a lot? Uh, wow. I've, um, I've had, a, although it's my only my sixth year as a professional, I've had uh, several coaches by now. And every coach is uh, unique and special. Um, I think, to be very honest, uh, for my development, a coach that, that was really, really influential for my career was uh, Chris Fleming. Who, uh, who who's a coach now in the NBA. He he was the national team coach in 2015. Um, he had a lot of trust in me and uh, uh, I, I'm really thankful for the trust that he gave me uh, when I was a young player. Um, my first year in Bamberg with their coach Tankiri was uh, very influential as well. He really taught me a lot about basketball. Um, me coming from college and not really knowing how to play basketball yet. Uh, you know, he he really, really taught me taught me very, very, um, in a very detailed way, um, very strict, very demanding. And I think it very, like it helped my game a lot. Um, I've had, a, you know, uh, Aito and, uh, and coach Gonzalez now who, who, who have a different philosophy with, the, with a different type of culture, a different um, approach, which, which is very interesting and refreshing. And, um, allows a lot of freedom, which definitely benefit, benefits my game as well. Um, you know, I've had many different coaches in my career, and uh, I can't say which one was the best. I can say that every coach had a big influence on my game. Yeah, I thought that you won't choose any anyone, uh, but yeah, I, I, no, I really cannot. I don't. I don't want to give a diplomatic answer. Um, 
I, I cannot, no, really, really. This every every coach, okay, the ones that I just mentioned, they all influenced my my um, process um, significantly in different ways, for sure. Okay, um, this year we we see you a lot of um, playing decisive moments, like in Heidelberg game, um, there was the game-winning basket. You made it in Ludwigsburg game. You you made a turnover and then the game was gone. Do you enjoy uh, as a player who who tries to make the shot, make the winning shot or decisive shot, or do you find it a little bit you know hard or challenging to to take that burden? Let's say. Um, no, it's usually it, um, it depends. You know, I, I would say that I'm more comfortable in those situations, uh, especially if uh, teammates trust me. Uh, to um, make a, make a play in the decisive moments, or if the coach decides to play me in the last in the crunch time, I think that gives me a lot of trust and a lot of um, good feelings, uh, and that that definitely helps. Um, I think a player to to perform when 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 the game is on the line, um, and also I mean last season I would say there were also certain situations in games. When uh, the team trusted me to to play well in the end and uh, to make certain plays, and um, you know that trust is definitely helping uh, to to have the confidence to 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 make to make the play. And even if it doesn't work out, um, you know you know that uh, your teammates have your back uh, just as much as if the play works. So um, I always feel like good if if the trust of the teammates is there. Yeah, uh, are you happy with your? This season's clash performances, by the way, when you think them, I don't know if there's, there were that many. You know, I've had the one against Heidelberg, but <laughs> really having more in mind. I would more, more more so last season. I think last season there were certain there were there were several moments. I think uh, in the playoffs against Munich, I think both games against Basconia, um, there were some moments. I think where. Uh, I had fortunate plays in, in the at the end of the game, but uh, this this season hopefully maybe maybe some more who knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ah, uh, I remember that game. Um, it was not about you, but the Cheska game. You know, you you played very well. I think you made um, six out of seven trees and twenty six points. And there was one shot that was supposedly a foul or not. What do you think uh, in the last shot that Marcus Eriksson tried to? You know, send it from distance. Oh, yeah. Um, if I think whether it was a foul or not. Yeah. Uh, am I authorized to to speak on this topic without receiving a fine? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> we can we can ask this to Toby later on. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm whether uh, you know. This, I think it was a broken play, uh, long rebound, and Marcos had a shot. With like zero point something seconds left, which yeah. is a very makeable shot for Marcus Eriksson. Very makeable <laughs> shot. Um, so I don't know if it was a foul or not. Uh, I think we, you know, we were close in the game. We we gave ourselves a position, uh, a chance to win against Cheska at home and lost the close one. You know, um, and also I must add, you mentioned in the beginning, you know, uh, you know, Alba, young talented team. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of losses, but um, I think you know, we uh, despite certain losses, we. We, we really play well and we try to play the right way. We try to play with energy. We try to play fast. We try to play team basketball, um, no selfish basketball, moving the ball. Um, and, 
you know, uh, it gave even in some losses, we lost very close to Olympiacos at home, uh, their place, you know, um, coming out of, and now we're in a very difficult situation. We just had Corona. Uh, we were in quarantine. Uh, several more than more than five, six, seven players had had Corona at the same time, and uh, we come out of quarantine and uh, have one, you know, one two uh, practices as a team and travel to Milano and play against Milano away. You know, it's difficult. It's not. We're in a difficult moment right now. Uh, afterwards, we have Madrid. Now we had um, today. We had who do we play just now? Maccabi. Yeah. You know, it's it's Euro League is tough, especially with Corona. It's difficult. Yeah, difficult season, and not only for us, for for all the teams, you know. Especially if you if you if you have the virus and have to be in quarantine. There are a thousand things uh, about Alvatru, like you know, as you said, like this team plays fast, this team plays with a structure. But you win in blocks and you lose in blocks, like two wins in a row, three losses in a row. Why, why is is that the case? Do you think? I mean, like I just said, it's very difficult to to win any game in New League, um, and uh, I think the the last game before we uh, before we received Corona and went into quarantine, we won. We were starting to sorry, starting to really catch our rhythm. The whole team was healthy, and um, you know now we have three three Euro League losses in a row. Uh, so that's sometimes how it is in Euro League, you know. Um, I have no explanation for your for your question. Okay. I cannot answer that question. I mean, you know, we have Marcus Eriksson who was missing uh, today, uh, who is not playing uh, against. You know, it's difficult. You know, he's 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 one of our uh, leading leading players, uh, able to stretch the floor. Uh, he's someone that um, opposing teams really need to concentrate on. Uh, he's a big part of our system, and um, you know. Also, you know that adds to our troubles. That that adds to our difficult situation. Not him, not playing. So you know, it's just sometimes it's many different factors. But your league is tough. It's tough to get wins. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. Uh, I, I have no 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 answer to your question. Why there's certain stretches of games winning and uh, game uh, losing games? Yeah, no problem. Uh, are you still after that? Jersey number 12, because I know that it's uh, your favorite jersey number, but it's obviously yeah. Wendell Alexis number. So um... yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's no chance of me getting that number. Uh, no? When I got to Alba, I realized, you know, Wendell Alexis, his jersey is hung up, and then I have number four uh, for the national team, and that uh, number is uh, retired as well because of Henrik Röde. <laughs> so both my numbers. I had to decide what to do, and I uh, I took number zero. Uh, and... um, was he kind of a childhood uh, icon for you, or you were not interested at that time in basketball, like Wendell Alexis or Henry Grill? Um, I mean, I was born '92, so um, I did not actively see Henrik play or Wendell Alexis. Uh, I did go to the gym. I did go to Alba games when I was younger, and uh, was amazed. You know, was amazed that uh, at, back then they were still playing in the Max Schmeling Halle. That was in the Mercedes Benz Arena. It was a different gym, and I was just amazed. You know, at the event of you know basketball and these professional players, and it was so distant to me. You know, and I never thought that I would be a part of uh, of Alba Berlin and be able to play professionally for them. Um, so. Uh, I, I knew of Wendell Alexis and Henrik Röder, but personally, I never seen them play. Unfortunately, no. Okay, I think he played until the end of the '90s. So 
maybe you were small, so I was too young. I was too young. I was. Uh, I must have been then seven to eight years old. You know, that's too young. By that, uh, yeah. I probably didn't even uh, watch any basketball up to that point. I was. I was still playing soccer. Ah, because of your father, I guess. Also, yeah, yeah. And just you know, growing up in Germany, I guess that's what you play. Um, yeah, I was still playing soccer, pretty much. And uh, the artistic things because of your mother? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've received this question a bunch of times. Um, personally, I do not draw. I do not paint. I do not uh, make any sculptures. Um, but, you know, having, having an artist as a mother, um, we traveled uh, to, throughout Europe. And, uh, you know, I followed my mother to different exhibitions and um, art, art events. And that was very interesting for me as a, as a child to grow up with. With that and to see um, to see that uh, I appreciate art. I, I like to go to museums. I like to go to exhibitions. Um, but personally, I did not get any talent. No. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, no. As Maudolo take this question like a thousand times. Uh, his uh, mother is a very famous artist, German uh, artist Elvira. By the way, for for our listeners and viewers, uh, but he's not into into art. That's what he says. Uh, I, I'm into art. I'm into art, but personally, I cannot create art. But I'm into art. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We are coming to the very end, but um, thanks for your patience. Just a couple of questions, maybe about the German national team. You were there in 2015, and, and you know Dirk Nowitzki was there as well. Do you have a personal memory? The first time I met him, uh, we were at training camp in Spain in Mallorca, and um, you know the word was that he was going to join us there, and. Uh, We, we had a we had our breakfast and you know then then he joined the team I just remember I was being extremely nervous you know uh, at that time I was still a, a university I was still in college I did not even play professional basketball yet I was still a junior in college so um, I couldn't even believe to be in the same team uh, with Dirk Nowitzki and uh, Dennis Schroeder at the time as well but especially Nowitzki you know it's um I was nervous I didn't know how to act I didn't know what to say. And uh, the, the, the funny thing is he, he, he's so humble. He's so down to earth. He's such a, um, such a funny guy that um, he immediately made his presence comfortable. You know, like it, it, he shook my hand. He said, hey, what's up? He had a smile on his face and um, all my uh, anxiety and nervousness just left. You know, he, he had a really calm and cool uh, type of vibe, you know. Um, that's my story, you know, it's, uh, I was very nervous and he, he just deleted all of the, the anxiety because he's really, really humble guy. Yeah, but that was not a very nice Eurobasket campaign for, for Germany, unfortunately, and Nowitzki as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, we played Turkey. We played Turkey in the, in the qualifications. Uh, yeah, we lost to Turkey, I think by like seven points. Um, And had two very, no, three very close losses. Lost to Italy by, I think, a game winner. Gallinari hit a game winner. Yeah. Close loss to Serbia. And then against Spain, a very, very, very heartbreaking loss as well. Yeah. But the new Eurobasket campaign is coming. And uh, the German team is like a very talented team. You have a tough group. You know, there's France and Slovenia. But you also have... Very good players with all those um, young talents uh, there. Uh, Malte Delo, Matisek, 
Schneider. And also there is the NBA talent is coming there, like Dennis Schroeder and Wagner brothers. How are your feelings about this Germany um, next Eurobasket campaign? Do you think that you, you have a realistic chance to win that maybe? We, uh, like you said, I think we have a good team. Uh, there's big time talent, I think, in the German team. I think, uh, you know, us uh, having qualified last last summer to the Olympics, playing in the Olympics, making it out of our round. We had a very tough loss against Italy, um, beating Nigeria, losing to Australia, uh, and then to, to Slovenia as well. Uh, however, you know, we made it to the Olympics. I think this was a good step for German basketball, uh, for the German national team. And um, we have a lot of talent. I think it just comes down to, you know, incorporating all the players and having good chemistry. And I think um, we don't we do not have to hide from any other teams, you know. Um, there's there's a, a lot of big talent. I mean, look, look at Franz Wagner, Dennis Schröder, Moritz Wagner, Daniel Theis, Maxi Kleber, Isaac Bonga, um, all the EuroLeague players, Johannes Vogtmann, Nils Giffey, Paul Sipsam. You know, it's like, it's, it's a big, a lot of talent there. So, um, I don't think we have to hide from any teams. And uh, if the chemistry is okay, if the chemistry is right, if we're able to have a good preparation with a uh, coach, Coach Herbert, then um, then we we don't have to be scared or hide from anyone in European basketball. Yeah, do you have a personal connection with with those uh, players in in the NBA, for instance, Franz or Moritz Wagner or Maxi Kleber? Do you Do you talk to each other time to time, or any of them, like any of them, of the guys? Who are playing in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm close to to Dennis. I'm close to Dennis. Uh, we we knew each other from from the youth basketball. Uh, we played against each other a bunch, and uh, he's a he's a really great guy. He's a really good guy. Uh, also, for me, although he's a year younger, he's giving me a lot of advice, and um, always has supported me. Um, and you know, I play together with Tice, so you know, sometimes you know, we 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 have a good connection, and um, with Moritz Wagner, obviously from last summer, uh, there, there's definitely contact and communication. Um, and you know, with the rest of the yearly guys, well, you know, Danilo Bartel, Johannes Fokman, we all know each other well, so I think the chemistry is there. Uh, we have really good guys with squad. Uh, I think it will be an interesting summer, okay? Uh, Mauro. I was expecting a very humble person. Um, that's what I heard. That's what I read about you. And um, I'm more than happy to to have this talk with you. So I would like to thank you for this interview. Uh, you know, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Joining to us. So we were with uh, Maudolo um, in Basket News Talks. Um, we hope that Maudolo and his team, Alba Berlin, is going to be um, like much more successful in the in the next Uh, part of the EuroLeague uh, and also the German League. Uh, I wish you a great season. I wish you success and I wish you uh, good health, Mauro. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, man.